The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. And this is Jonathan Healy filling in for Pat Kenny. Now, if you're a fan of culinary-based television, then some of the shows my next guest has been involved in, most likely amongst your favourites, Netflix Street Food, Disney Plus's The Bear, just two of many, but he's perhaps best known for his development of the docu-series Chef's Table. When you look at the most exciting restaurants in the world at the moment, they are hidden away. You've got to make the effort. The dream was to have the greatest restaurant on the planet. I didn't know that it was going to end up like this. He's arrived at his own formula for what being a three Michelin star is about. There's a feeling of elation when you create something new. It's greater than any sensation in your life. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by film and television director, producer and writer, Brian McGinn. Brian, good morning. You're very welcome. Good morning, John. Thank you so much for for having me. I have to say, it's quite a a litany of programmes that you have there. And it's all good, uh, I have to say. Um, I'm in the middle of watching The Bear. Uh, uh, It's something that I came slightly late to. You were brought into that uh, kind of as as an expert. (laughs) Well, we were very lucky. Chris Storer, who created the show, is is a friend of ours. And... Uh, the episode that we worked on, which is the third in the in the second series, um, features a number of real restaurants in Chicago. Uh, and obviously, you know, we've spent the last decade working with real restaurants all over the world. And so, you know, we we kind of had the pleasure of coming on and and working with that Bear family to to work on episode three of the second series. And it was just a it was kind of a dream come true for me, honestly. Yeah, because it's season two. It was the most recent one, and that's yeah. that's we're nearly there. We've two episodes left. Going to finish it tonight. <laughs> uh, but it, it's what I, what I love about it is that it's a chaotic mix of family and restaurants, and everything that could possibly goes wrong goes wrong. But how reflective <laughs> is that reality? Because I always get the impression that restaurants are rather chaotic behind the scenes. <laughs> certainly, I mean we've we've seen you know making our documentary programs. We've certainly seen you know, behind the curtain uh, in the restaurant world. And I think, you know, Chris in his family, uh, Courtney Storer, who's also a producer on on the show, you know, she was a chef for a long time in Los Angeles. And so, you know, Chris has this longstanding knowledge of of what that world is is like and working with Courtney and then Maddie Matheson, who, who also works on the show and is a chef in, in Toronto. I, I think it kind of lends that authenticity and that realness um, which I think is rare for a scripted TV program. Most of the time, mm. the scripted shows about food feel a bit off or a bit strange, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, the thing is that then chefs are strange. I mean, that is the reality <laughs> of it. And you have to you have to explore that. And that's how you kind of came at Chef's Table, wasn't it? That you, you didn't want, like, it wasn't all, like, sometimes it's about the food. And let's face it, food is lovely, but if you can't taste it, there's no fun. <laughs> uh, whereas, you know, you came at it from a different perspective about the individuals, the personality, the passions. Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, uh, so when David Gelb and I started the show, both of us were in our late 20s, and... You know, we're trying to figure out how do we be creative people in this profession that is very strange. The film industry is just such a weird place, film and television. And we thought, oh, working in a kitchen is pretty similar in a weird way. Um, the hierarchy is, you know, very difficult to figure out. It's hard to know what move to make next in your career. And so we thought, okay, the people that have reached the top of this profession, they must have some ideas of kind of how to discover their own creativity, how to be sustainable, 
how to kind of craft a life for yourself um, in a in an unorthodox industry. And so we kind of set out to figure out if they could share their secrets, <laughs> their life lessons. Uh, and we thought they would kind of be universally applicable, regardless of whether you love food or not. And of course, then we do make the food look good. And we are all crazy yeah. food lunatics. So yeah, that part that's is true. a given. I- it's amazing. Even when food is beautifully created, I mean, there must have been chefs that got on your wick uh, when you were filming. And you must, you must have had the temptation to go, we're going to light that food badly now. And, and when they see that on screen, they'll be furious, but there's nothing they can do about it. Go well, on, be honest, Brian. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. I think you're saying a lot about how you would approach things. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. We, we come in, I will be honest, we're very intrusive. So we come in and the interesting thing is chefs are kind of the captains of their own ships. You know what I mean? And so w- when we come in, all of a sudden we're taking over their lives in restaurants for t- the two weeks that we're filming. And so actually that becomes something that's really hard for them to adjust to. I think that's actually the most difficult part of the filming process is all of a sudden they've got these outsiders telling them what to do and kind of controlling their schedule. And so <laughs> certainly we've never... Well, there's never been retribution on the menu for us, uh, but uh, you know it's always a little tricky navigating. Yeah, well, it, coming, it to- did help. You, you were watching the food be made, uh, so at least you knew yes. what was going into it. Uh, so that the, you had some proof. Then, of course, you moved on. Chef's table moved on to street food, uh, which I have to say is is the most brilliant progression. It's only something we're getting into in this country now, oh, and amazing. COVID accelerated it to a huge degree. Um, but, but I mean, it, it's it's different because street guys don't have a huge amount of people around them like you would in a mainstream kitchen. It's normally them, uh, maybe one or two others, uh, and a grill on the side of the road. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we started that show because making Chef's Table, we've been so lucky to go all over the world, right? And uh, every every time that we went to a new city that had a street food culture, the quote-unquote high-end chefs, they would just want to take us to eat at a street food place. And we kind of realized that you could learn a lot about a city's culture and what people really like by eating that way. And we wanted to also shine a light on, you know, they're pretty unheralded generally, the the people that, that cook on the street or street food chefs, if you want to call them that. Um, so we wanted to highlight their their personal stories and their journeys and then also paint a picture of amazing food cities all over the world, even if there are no Michelin stars there. Yeah. How do you feel about Irish food? I mean, you have a bit of Irish ancestry in you. Not to, I'm not sure how many times you've got to visit, but have you had an experience and where was it? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been so lucky to travel around Ireland a few times now. My, my family is from, ancestrally speaking, from Dublin and from County Tyrone. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, for me, I think Irish food is totally misunderstood on the international scene. I think that people don't understand just how good the produce is here. Um, I mean, you're not going to have better butter anywhere else in the world. Uh, (laughs) certainly vegetables are incredible here as well. Meat. I, I, for me, Ireland is a, is kind of the next great undiscovered food destination, or at least one of them. Um, and I love eating here. One of my favorite places is the the Ballymaloo House, where I'm actually going later today. Oh, very um, good. But the Allen family's cooking and Rory O'Connell's cooking is just some of my favorite. And J.R. Rial. Um, 
Oh, the, the, the pastry, the pastry oh. chef. He's got a he's got a new book out. The book makes me hungry. Oh. Uh, never mind anything else. Even getting close to one of his cakes. Um, you are going to be appearing at the Big Grill Festival in Herbert Park in Ballsbridge on Saturday. Now, what's happening there? And uh, are are you going to uh, are you going to be grilling yourself, Brian? <laughs> or are you going to be filming it? Well, no. I so uh, I was so happy to come over for this festival. It's a really amazing lineup of of chefs. A lot of people that I love from all over the world, from Andy Ricker to. Uh, Billy Durney in, in, from New York, who's an amazing barbecue master. Um, and the festival is a really cool celebration of, of food and, and especially food cooked over fire from all over the world. Um, and I'm just going to be talking about my, my kind of journey photographing food. And I think we'll get deep into the barbecue season of Chef's Table and the pizza season, all the, all the fire-related things. We're going to dive into those and talk a little hang bit on, about that Bri- Brian, you're not going to tell me now if there's a grill nearby and there's an opportunity to stand next to it with a beer in your hand, you're not going to gravitate towards it like every other man in society? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Don't believe it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just I just have to be careful that I, that I don't set the whole stage on fire, I think, is going to be the real goal. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it would make for great television, which That's is true. what you should be doing. <laughs> That's Brian, it's true. been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. Netflix, you can still see Chef's Table and and you can still see street food on Netflix if you have that. And The Bear is on Disney Plus here as well. Two episodes to go. I'm going to be devastated when it's over. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and enjoy that festival as well. It is going to be in Ballsbridge uh, on Friday uh, at the Herbert Park. Uh, so the big grill, it is called. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.